So happy to have you joining us from home today or watching or watching again at our YouTube channel. Welcome to you. Welcome to everybody that's uh, with us today. You feel the Holy Spirit with us today? I totally do. It's a real treat every time Brenda Mickelson shares from the Word. I totally enjoy her teaching. She believes what she's saying and it's so practical and so helpful. You are in for a major blessing as she shares from the Word right now. Give her a warm welcome, Brenda Mickelson. Get what God has to give us. 
There's a verse in Hebrews that says, Hebrews 3.15, Today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. The author of the book of Hebrews is talking about the Israelites, but he's talking about the current day people of Israel. Don't harden your hearts like your ancestors did. So we all know these stories. The children of Israel were in Egypt, in the land of bondage. They were, uh, they had Egyptian taskmasters, and God raised up Moses and brought the plagues that put a judgment on the gods of Egypt, the occultic gods of that powerful occultic nation. And they watched those plagues happen. They didn't happen to the Israelites, they happened to the Egyptians. To the point where the Egyptians told Pharaoh, let them go, Egypt is ruined, let them go. And, and when they did actually go, the night before they, they went to their neighbors, and their neighbors gave them gold and jewels, which later they used to make the tabernacle beautiful. But they just said, yes, here, take them and go. But then when they, they're walking this big, huge crowd, and they get to the water, and back, way back in the distance, they can see Pharaoh's armies coming. There's an army coming. We're on foot. We've got our cattle and our flocks. We've got our children. And here's this water. And so with Moses' staff, of course, the water parted. They crossed on dry land, this huge crowd. About the time Pharaoh's army got there, the water closed. And they, they saw it. They witnessed it because Miriam, this sister of Aaron, the, the high the priest, Moses' brother, she uh, did a song about it. We watched him go down. We got over. They didn't. They uh, they got to follow a cloud a cloud uh, pillar by day and a fire by night. Can you imagine looking out at your tent at night? You're in this big crowd. You're one of the Israelites, and there is this pillar this pillar every night of fire. Is that awesome and miraculous? It'd be, to me, that'd be very soothing. There's God. And then when they needed to move, that pillar, of that cloud would move, and they'd follow it. That's just awesome. They got manna from heaven. They got water from the rock. Moses was not supposed to strike that rock. He was supposed to speak to the rock. But they did get water from the rock. So many wonderful miracles in the desert and also back in Egypt. And yet, God had promised him, I'm going to take you into my promised land. It's going to be a land flowing with milk and honey, which is a beautiful picture that God gave, a land flowing with milk and honey. But when the time came, no, nope, we're scared. No, nope, can't do it. Not going to do it. Won't work. Can't trust God. <laughs> He's not going to make it happen. And, you know, God just pretty much went... I think you're not going in, guys. Kind of had it with you. In fact, you're going to wander around out here for 40 years. That's kind of, the Old Testament is pretty amazing at times. But they didn't get to go in. That generation did not get to go in. And the point I'm making that the he writer of the Hebrews said, don't harden your heart like they did. They were go God was waiting to bless them and bless them and bless them, take them into this land of promise. But no, they hardened their hearts as in the rebellion. We don't want to do that even on a Sunday morning. We don't want to come in like, eh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to text for a while. Mm. You know, <laughs> that kid's too loud. Well, what's she wearing? What's she doing that for? Hey, I wanted to sit over there. Wow, I don't know what that person's even talking about up there. You know, we can do all kinds of things that distract us and get in the way. And we're hardening our heart when God is opening the floodgates of heaven and letting it rain. So uh, I like to picture a glory cloud, personally. I like to picture it, that when I'm here Sunday morning, I don't care if kids are noisy, if the song list is different than I would want, if I'm trying to listen to what the preacher's saying, I don't quite get it, or thinking, of, you know, is the roast going to cook okay at home? You know, any of the weird things we can do. I don't let any of them distract me because I picture a glory cloud. I'm in a glory cloud. You are here, and we know he's here. We're gathered in his name. We know he's here. So I believe there's glory every single Sunday with us, beautiful, glorious uh, presence of God. And I was going to talk about the rain. I was going to talk about the rain in Astoria as opposed to the rain here in Medford. And I grew up in Aberdeen, Washington, a lot of rain. And at the coast, the rain was epically crazy rain. Whereas in Medford, it's like this gentle rain I was going to talk about. And then Thursday night happened. <laughs> like, make a liar out of me. We were in a meeting there in the uh, multipurpose room, and thunder. And then all of a sudden, this deluge hitting the roof really loud. We all jumped up and ran out and looked out there like, this is crazy. Made me laugh because I was going to preach on the gentle rain. <laughs> but you know, it is a lot less than Astor. Jim and Michelle, no, they, they have their And you know, the storms out there at the coast, they are so amazing. And they're different here. And the storms there will knock trees down. Roads are out, trees are down. The electricity goes off. The wind is flop, the rain is flying sideways, howling and blowing. Really great storms, really great storms. And the wind, you know, Michelle, I don't think you ever had to have a perm. You had to have to curl here. I had to have a perm. I have pictures of Charity, Sarah, and me with this Because at the coast, you know, you could style here, curl it, style it, spray. Five seconds from your car to the church, literally. No hairdo, straight, stringy hair, like, hmm, you can't have a hairdo out here. <laughs> so we get these perms, you know, like, I'll show you. You can see thunderclouds, you can see sun, the sky looks bigger, you can, you can see more. And, but that rain, you go out later, I like to go out later and look at the garden, anything, the grass, any plants, after the rain, and they're so refreshed. Everything is so refreshed from that rain, and that's what we can get every Sunday morning. When we come here with the right attitude, with our heart open, he will refresh us. Okay, so I hope you can picture that 
lovely glory cloud and just get in it. Don't be distracted. Don't let, any, don't let anything take it from you. I don't let anything take it from me. I go home refreshed because I want to be refreshed, so I focus on him. All right. Cool. That was the first one. That's a great big heart with arrows going down. God's love coming down on us. The second point I'm going to make is called share the love. So this is like a heart and then arrows going out horizontally. And this is what we can do in God's love Sunday morning. I want to ask us, when's the last time you gave a compliment to someone at church? Are you a person that remembers to say some nice things to people? Or, are you know, sometimes we can just come here, we need God, we need a, something good, and we go home, and maybe we never told anybody anything nice, and we can constantly. Here's Proverbs 15.4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Just the first part. This version I have, gentle words bring life and health. Okay, Proverbs 16, 24. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. We can bring pleasant words to each other when we're in the presence of God, particularly our hearts are built up with joy and blessing. Um, Proverbs 18.4, the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is, is a flowing brook. Uh, this version says a person's words can be life-giving. Words of wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbling brook. And the last one, 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore comfort each other and edify one another just as you also are doing, this other version says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. There's so many more verses that say that, about saying life-giving words to each other. So I like to, this is just on one level, I like to compliment people, I like to compliment ladies when they look pretty. <laughs> um, I, I'm not really hugging people right now, I'm really trying to be obedient, six-foot deal. But, you know, last week uh, I was talking with Mary Vaughn and someone else, and I always think she's so pretty. She's so beautiful. And I just spont One second before I did it, I didn't know I was going to do it, but I spontaneously hugged her and said, Mary, you're so pretty, and I love you so much. And I meant it with all my heart. And she said that back to me, so we're complimenting each other back, back and forth. Um, I like to do stuff like that. Joyce Birchfield, our friend with the pretty white hair, she always works in the nursery a, a lot. She wears the prettiest tops. And with her white hair, I'll just say, Joyce, you always look so cute, and that color is so beautiful. And you pick out the prettiest things. And of course, that makes her happy, right? And Sonia, <laughs> my friend Sonia, she dresses so cute. She was up here singing. She dresses very fun and very funky. And I tell her that, Sonia, I love how you dress. You dress the way you want, and you pull it off, and it's always cute. It's so great. I love that. So that's just on a, you know, physical level, telling a kid they're handsome or they're cute. Uh, but there's people like, say, Kathy Greger, who does so much with the children. And I tell her all the time, Kathy, you just are a continual stream of good ideas 
and crafts and games, ideas for Father's Day, ideas for Mother's Day, lightly loved toys. She buys toys all year long, all year long to keep that ready for Christmas and for people's birthdays. And she gives the kids these Bible books. They earn them in there. They do stuff, and she keeps track. They have an envelope. They get a certain amount of Bible books. And at the end of every month, they have store day. And she's been buying toys. She does it. And they have all these toys laid out, and they have a certain amount of Bible books. And those kids, you can see them. They go home with these bags of cute things. It's the coolest thing. It's something that's in her to just give and give. She never stops. And so I tell her, Kathy, you're so awesome with this gifting that you have. Nathan Peterson in the back, when he works on all that he does there with the soundboard, you know, he's just in the back. It's not in front of everybody. But do we remember to say, Nathan, thank you for keeping right, Jim, right? Kate, thank you for keeping the sound in the condition that it's in because he works so hard. All right, a few more ideas. Young, some of these young moms and, and fathers, they, have, they are good parents. And the kids in this church, even though they run around and they're squirrely and stuff, they are the best kids. I love our kids. And the world needs our kids because they're going to grow up and with a foundation in Christ. And some kids don't have that. And we need kids to grow up and know the Lord. And so these parents that are consistently bringing their children these are blessed kids, and I like to tell them, you are really good parents. You have an awesome family, and you might have a word for any of those kids. Make sure you go to the parent. Can, can I tell you what I see on your child? Maybe something spiritual, something, uh, a gift, and let that be, you know, through the parent to the child. But I hope we're doing that. hope we're noticing them and seeing good things in them. Also, just on a side note, if you ever have a dream or a word that's scary, don't ever give it to the kids or the parent. Don't ever give it to them. Just pray about it. You know, you might have a fearful dream. Don't share it and think that's spiritual. All you'll do is scare people. Just pray, and, and that, that's, that's enough with that. Um, people like Dan, Jeremiah, David, Miguel, Marty, Mary Vaughn, Steve Philo, they preach sermons, and I have, you know, here, and I have heard many times people say, oh, Dan's sermon meant so much to me. I, it just meant so much to me. I've been thinking about it and thinking about it, and I'll say, tell him, tell him, or put it on Facebook. Great sermon, Pastor Dan or David or anybody. Um, easily we get blessed and forget to say it, and it's a really big blessing if we say to someone, that really helped me. There's Jim and Tina and Clarissa and Stacy. They lead our worship teams. You can tell them your, the worship was awesome. It took me into the presence. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the teachers, Savannah, where's Savannah? Savannah and Darlene, they do so much behind the scenes. Do we thank them? I hope so. Anyway, spread the love. Share the love. And someone could say, well, no one ever compliments me. We could do that, couldn't we? Why should I compliment anybody? Anyway, if you feel like no one ever compliments you, you start it. You start the compliments. I'll guarantee you, you will get compliments. <laughs> if you spread some of the love, you will get compliments. So let's build each other up in Christ. The last one 
This is the heart down here going up to God. It's actually the most important one. When we come here on Sunday morning, we are here to worship. We are here to adore the one who is worthy. And the reason it's right and good is because he is the embodiment, the spiritual embodiment of everything that's wonderful, everything that's beautiful. You guys know what a plumb line is? It's got a weight on the end. When you're plumb, when something's plumb, it's straight, it's right. And when we focus on things that aren't God, the living God, and we love them, adore them, idolize them, we will get off. We are not plumb. But when we come back into beholding him, loving him, adoring him, praising him with our mouth, we get plumb again. We get where the way we're supposed to be. Uh, let's see, I have Psalm 92.1. It is good to praise the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, wherever that is. <laughs> it's, good, it's a good thing to give praise unto the Lord and sing praise unto his name. King David was a mighty man of God. He was a mighty soldier. He was actually pretty scary. He wrote 73 of the Psalms. I believe when he was out there in the field with those sh sheep that he practiced with his slingshot. You know how kids will get a BB gun and line things up and pop, 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 try to shoot them? Which they need to be out in the country or something. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it in the city. <laughs> but, you know, he knew he was good. He knew he could get that thing going so fast that he was able to kill a bear. I mean, it's not easy to kill a bear. He was able to kill that lion, mountain lion, or whatever it was. He's out there by himself, this young man. So not only was he this tough guy, but he probably had one of those little harps. You know, you see pictures of angels with these little harps? Because he was a musician and a writer and a worshiper. And later he played that harp for King Saul, and the demons left King Saul. But... One of David's advisors, when Absalom rebelled against David, remember that? Absalom brought that whole army into Jerusalem, and David and his buddies fled. This is his own son. But Hushai, one of his, David's friends, was advising Absalom. It's actually a trick. But he said to him, your father is a mighty man, and his men are valiant men. He is going to probably be hiding in some cave. He's going to be like a bear robbed of its cubs. All of Israel knows that he is a mighty man, which he was. He, he was a brilliant general. He pushed the borders of Israel out so that they were never paying tribute to anybody. All these other lands were pay, paying tribute to Israel. He was a mighty man of God, and yet he was a worshiper, such a worshiper. I knew a guy once that said, I don't... I don't get the Psalms. I don't get what's going on. I don't get the Psalms. He was, I think, a Christian. But that's a pretty big thing not to get, the Psalms. They're right in the middle of the Bible. They are foundational to all that we believe and know about God. And anyway, we can be like David. We can be radical worshipers. We should learn the language of praising God. Here's a verse, 2 Timothy 1.17.
Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever, forever and ever. When you know verses like this, you know how to worship him. Invisible God, powerful God, unto you is honor, unto you is glory. Here's another one that we all know, Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Those are just two verses that teach us how to worship. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Here's a few words before I close. He's omnipotent, powerful, he's loving, he's righteous, he's holy, merciful, he's the creator, he's the savior, our redeemer, glorious, awesome, majestic, lamb of God, victorious, eternal, omniscient, forgiving, perfect, that's what we want to do. We want to come here on Sunday expectant, bucket turned up, ready to receive from God. We want to come here with our heart filled with the love of God, encouraging others whenever we can, encouraging others from our heart. And we want to come here ready to praise him, ready to worship. And when we worship, we, we receive back because that's God's way. So I pray for all of us, Lord. That's what you want I pray that Sunday morning or Saturday night will be so rich, we will always be refreshed. We will never go home dry. We will go home refreshed because we've received from you, from your glory. We will, we will be kind and good to others. And Lord, we will worship you. Our words and our praise, our songs, will we'll declare what is right and true because you are the embodiment of all that is wonderful. So thank you, Lord Jesus. There's my husband. <laughs> thank you, Brenda. Positive, practical, really equips us. The truth sets us free, equips us to Enjoy the essential service that the Church of Jesus Christ gathered is. And as you can see from this message, friends joining us from home, that a lot of this can apply to families and interactions in a, in outside of the context of Sunday morning or Saturday night worship as well. God's doing that. He's applying it, isn't he, to your hearts? to our hearts. Let's stand. We're going to have a healing moment. I heard a story about a guy and his family that was given the gift of a cruise. So they went on this cruise, but they didn't know that the food came free. So they just had peanut butter jelly sandwiches for lunch every day that they made. They didn't realize that they had a banquet that was provided and purchased for them as part of the deal. And I think to myself, how often when we pray to God, we pray about something in the future, even when we pray for the Holy Spirit to heal or to, or to fill us, we pray for other people and say, God, do this for them. 
give them a good week or do something soon. And God wants us to cash in on the ticket that he purchased for us right now. I mean, there's a banquet to eat right now. So if you have any kind of physical ailment, put your hands on or near it right now at home in this congregation today. If you have an area that has been injured in the past, put your hands on or near it. If you have been constantly healthy your whole life and have nothing to bless, then I want to pray for your lying spirit to be cast out. <laughs> I want to pray for, if, if you can't identify anything, put your hands on your head or on your heart and receive right now a big banquet of a fresh dumping of the Holy Spirit's power. Over. God just has this, has this uh, dump truck full of water He's just pouring on us. Water of the Spirit right now. Healing in, in the head and brain. Healing in the throat. Healing in the lungs and heart. Healing in the arms and joints. Healing in digestion and stomach and throat, esophagus. Healing in hips, legs, knees, ankles, feet, toes. Healing, 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 healing. Numbness in, in your feet. Numbness questions that you have places where you have had tumors or injuries right now the Holy Spirit is flooding that area God has been waiting and looking forward to doing this for you today I am the Lord who heals you I am the Lord who heals you the word says heal the sick raise the dead drive out demons cleanse the leper I am willing Jesus says, says, present tense, I am willing, the same yesterday, today, and forever, be healed. Mighty God, pour out your healing on us. Pour out your spirit on us. Hallelujah. And we end this service with a comma because we're continuing in the anointing of the Holy Spirit today. A reminder, my friends, 